We want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. It's a good one. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a good one. You know why? Oh, I know why. Because it's game week, And because Nebraska lost. And because Nebraska lost. And Nate's lock of the week is 1-0 this year. Let's go. That's hype. For 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 the start of the season, for you to go 1-0, that's fantastic. It's a great feeling. I couldn't even imagine. That was my – I also – I told Colin this. That was my – two three days after – I shared that on the show that Illinois plus seven was my lock of the week. My finance professor shared in class that was his lock of the week. And then today <laughs> he said, I told I'm a genius. I'm a genius. I said, Well, it doesn't really take a genius to know that Nebraska stinks. So, <laughs> that Nebraska but, are frauds. Yeah, yeah. They hate to win. So I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Well, speaking of those who aren't frauds, that's all the listeners tuning in here on Wildcat ninety one nine. New music now. You're listening to Settling the Score. I'm your host, Colin Settle. Joined always by Nate Gray. Nate, you're still not wearing glasses. Did you get a haircut? I did. I did. I noticed. Still waiting noticed on the glasses. My glasses were supposed to be here last week. They got in right after I got back to Manhattan. So I'm going to get them this weekend. I'm going to be back home again this weekend. So You're going home this weekend? You're not going? I'm going uh, to Dallas. I was going to say. Yeah. We're going to Don't Arlington worry. because. Don't worry. <sighs> Taking my shoe off. Get those. Get those. Get those keys out. Cause it's it's about that time when the Sounds boys become men. Keys. It's I think it's fine when the boys become men. When the teams take the field down in one of the most beautiful stadiums in all of America, in the great state of Texas. In the great state of Texas, ladies and gentlemen, it's game week because your K-State Wildcats are taking on the Stanford Cardinal. And what I can only hope to imagine will be an absolute demolishing and em- a-, a fully embarrassment to the Stanford program itself. In the Pac-12 comes. And to the Pac-12 as well. Hey, hey, let's go state. It's game week. And I'm hype. And that's exactly what we're going to get into right now. Nate, I'm pumped up. I am beyond excited. K-State had a uh, had a press conference, a little media day earlier today. We're gonna have we're gonna play a Chris Kleiman clip here. Skyler talked a little bit, and then I have just a fantastic comment from Deuce talking about weaknesses on the team. I also have to add, I saw Deuce Vaughn. He's in one of my classes, I think. I saw sure. him um, just in the business building, walking around. Um, I knew he was short. He's really short. Like I like like I was like wow. That I was like I was like that's one of the best. That's like one of the best. I'd say one of the best running backs in the country right yeah. here. And and he's and I'm looking down. And my girlfriend is like taller your than chest. Yeah, yeah. And she's five two. I'm like wow. Okay. He's built though. <laughs> he is. He's, he's jacked. On, yeah. He's put on a yeah. lot of weight. No, he's a, he's a he beast. Looks, he looks. Darren really Sproles good. proved that height doesn't matter. It does. Height does not matter. Mugsy Especially as a running good. back. All yeah. these short... Low centers of gravity, hard to bring down. I would agree. You can just slip right under Olathe all the product. All the defenses. God bless Olathe, Kansas. <laughs> okay. Whatever you say, Nate. The first thing that we're going to get into here is, you know, the, the Stanford offense, 
I think is is the biggest thing that worries me here, only for a certain few players. Austin Jones, their running back being one of them, he had like 700 total yards and like nine total touchdowns last season in six games. In six games, in I was going to say. In six games, in a COVID season. So imagining what this guy could do in a full season kind of worries me a little bit. And he's going to be the guy to slow down quite a bit. And that's, you know, kind of the, the offense that, Coach Kleiman thinks that we're going to get. He talked about, you know, there's there's also thoughts that maybe we're going to see a dual quarterback thing, right? Kind of like with Jake Waters, Daniel Sams, kind of that whole dynamic, right, with Jack West, and I'm not sure who the other guy is. I'll I'll look into it, uh, obviously, because I'm going to need to know because I'm calling the game. Yes, Here sir. on Wildcat 919, new music now. Will you uh, get to be up in the media box? I will get to be up yes. in the in the media box. I will. I think pregame's going to start at 10 or 10.30, something like that, and kick off as it – 11.03. So tune in here, if not for the pregame show, at 11 a.m. on Saturday to hear myself and Cole Carmody call this game down in Arlington in Jerry in the Jerry Dome. It's going to be a great time. But that is, you know, kind of what this Stanford offense, just to get back on track here, this, this Stanford offense might look like. You know, they're a team in the past that's really wanted to run the ball down your throat. You know, when you have a guy, when you have runners. a guy like Christian McCaffrey, you even know, like Bryce Love years. was pretty good. Yeah, he, wasn't there a running back before that? I'm trying I would to assume. So. I think there was a really good one they had before. I can't remember though. It's too long ago. I don't yeah. know that much about Stanford in general. Yeah. But I mean, when you have Andrew guys, Luck, I mean, when you yeah. have yeah, when you have guys yeah. that can run the ball like that, why not? Right? And yeah. you're producing big ass offensive linemen. That's just how it is, right? So. That's kind of the question that uh, Coach Kleiman got into here, and that's the clip that I'm going to play. Is he was asked about you know what we're going to see from the Stanford offense, and you know I'll just let the clip speak for itself. Uh, you watch them on film; they're going to do what they do, and I think that is run football at you, whether or not it's out of uh, multiple tight ends to a tight end fullback to um, extra alignment, whatever it may be. I, I think that's still an identity that they have. They're going to try to rush the football at you, and uh, I know that they. Uh, really good skill kids and, and uh, quarterbacks that can spin it around as well. But uh, if you can't stop the run, you can, it's going to be a long day for you. Quick shout out to that person typing in the I was background. Say, that was not me. I thought that was you for a second, like no, like right here. No. Like I thought you were typing something. I, I do. Kinda, I do have my computer. I was kind of right looking here. up. No, I was like, oh shoot, that's not me. But thanks. Down. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Thanks to the, thanks to the whoever it was that was typing in the background of that clip. But yeah, looking at the depth chart, it looks like Jack West and then Tanner McKee. I think is going to be the sophomore quarterback who's going to be getting rotation snaps as well. But Austin Jones definitely is going to be the guy uh, to look out for. He's going to be the playmaker on this defense. And, you know, if 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 you're going to slow down this offense that wants to run the ball, he's the guy that you have to commit yourselves to to be able to stop that offense. Yeah, and I think, like you said, and uh... – you know what Kleiman said. Um, you got to stop the run, just in general. Um, I think that's the ultimate. I think if if you're a football team that can run the ball and stop the run, um, you're going to be a pretty good football team. Um, and I think obviously they're going to be able to run the ball well. Um, with Deuce, that's still the secret. Um, is still being able to really pound the rock with Deuce. I just hope. I know we talked about this last year. I just hope they don't get too cute with the play calling. I would agree. I think I is think, this is this a is this a, a telling year for Courtney Messingham? Yes. Yes. Is this absolutely. is this his his should be. do or die? It should be. It really I think 
I, I wouldn't I don't think it's a do or die for Kleiman necessarily. I, I would say it is for Courtney Messingham. I would say for Kleiman, it's not do or die because he's he's shown success in the sure, program. Sure. But I do think the fact that last year the program kind of took a step back, and I know it was a COVID year, so you can't really count that. But if they go and stay the same, or maybe even take another step back, then it's going to be like okay. What direction is the program going in here? So I don't think it's do or die for climbing necessarily. I do think there needs to be improvement, though. Um, but I'd say for Messingham, I think it should be. I don't know if it is, but I think it definitely should be. I think that there are definitely some question marks on this team. Uh, just moving away from play calling here, I think uh, for me personally, I I wonder what we're going to see at the cornerback position. I think that's really the biggest question mark in my mind, right? You have all these transfers who are, you know, supposed to be these top-level guys, right? But we haven't seen them play in in this defense. We haven't seen them, aside from, you know, their huddle tapes or whatever else doesn't you can tell look you up much. and see. It doesn't tell you much. So that is what we're – because you can talk about – Echo Boydo, you can talk about T. Denson, you can talk about Justin Gardner, you can talk about whoever else you want to talk about in this in this cornerback room from who's already here. I, I have a very good feeling that Jerron McPherson and T.J. Smith are going to play really well up top. I'm so excited for Jerron, Mc, Jerron McPherson. I'm super excited. I'm really high on T.J. Smith. They're calling him the Wasp because he likes to sting people when he hits them. Right? Isn't that just... Oh, I like that. That's I such love, a, that's such I, a I great nickname. I think football probably has my favorite nicknames. Right? Maybe baseball has some like classic nicknames, sure. but dude, football name like stuff like that. I think if we're going to go into the nickname side of things, the first one that popped into my mind was the bus. Yeah. With Jerome Bettis. The I fridge. think I, the fridge. I think that's mean another Joe good Green. one. Mm-hmm. My Ed, dad was it Ed Too Tall Jones? Yeah. I think um, was it Jack Lambert? My dad was telling me once that Steelers he was yeah. he was so scary they didn't give him a nickname because they were afraid he wouldn't like it. <laughs> like his teammates were like, "Yeah, why doesn't he have a nickname?" And they're like, "Oh, we're scared he would kill us if he didn't like it." So they just didn't give him one. <laughs> if they give him a bad, so nickname. they just called him Jack Lambert. You know, I think uh, the I Italian know. Stallion. I know that's that's <sighs> Rocky, but you know. what was uh, what was Joe Namath? He had one Broadway Joe. Broadway Joe. That's a that's a good one. Uh, but no, I think the Wasp. But because he like the 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 line behind it, he's the wasp because he likes to sting people. Gives him a little stingers. I I like that a lot. I like that a lot. But you know, I talked about you know some of question marks, maybe some weaknesses for this team. One guy who thinks that there are no weaknesses on this team is Deuce Vaughn, and I'll 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 just let him speak for himself right here. No, I mean I feel like we're so connected as a team that. Even if there was a weakness, we're we're willing to battle for each other every single play, every single snap to the point where those weaknesses fade. They uh, they because every time you step into the field, you know that the guy sitting next to you, he's gonna he's gonna do everything in his power to make sure that he's gonna do his assignment, you're gonna do yours, and then whenever you come back to the huddle, we're gonna make some adjustments, we're gonna go do it again uh, for 60 minutes and six seconds of play. So I'm really excited. It's one thing to say that, and it's another thing to go do it. That's the biggest thing. Is like I I'm all on Deuce. I'm all on Deuce's team here. I love. Everything about what he just said. Now go prove it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I, I think, I think this could be a really special team this year. I think, um, I don't know if I'd say they don't have any weaknesses because every team has every team has some their weaknesses. weaknesses. Um, but I think there's 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 question marks on the team. Yeah, and I think that's exciting because 
there are guys that you know, like we talked about with the wide receivers, like Sebastian Taylor. Wide receivers, could tight, be really ends, good. tight ends, cornerbacks. Corners Those are be, my biggest question marks. Yeah, yeah. So there's like, it's not even like weaknesses, it's like there's question marks. Because we don't really yeah. know if it's going to be a weakness yet. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll wide receivers, uh, tight ends, and What do you think corners. about the linebacker core? Everyone, like a lot of the people that I've talked to are freaking out, saying like Cody Fletcher isn't that guy. Nick Allen won't be able to step into this role as a rotation guy. When Daniel Green hasn't really shown this four-star rating that you know he's he's been given coming in. I I don't believe it. I think I think it's just a load of junk. I think this linebacker core is a lot more talented than people are giving them credit for. Are they going to be the the Nick Benito? And uh, who's the guy from uh, from uh, uh, Iowa State? Who's that middle linebacker? He was like all preseason conference. I can't think of his name. But are they are they gonna be the the Nick Benito from Oklahoma? Are they gonna be this guy? I can't. I'll pull it up. This guy I can't remember from Iowa State. Are they gonna have these phenomenal linebacking cores? No. It's not gonna be the best team in the NFL, or it's not gonna be the best position group in the NFL in in college football. But I just think Mike Rose is his name, by the way, from Iowa State, the middle linebacker. I I think that this team, this position group, is a lot more talented than people think they are. Mm. Yeah, no, I I think I I I wouldn't say like you said the linebackers are are necessarily a problem or a question mark. I I do think they could be pretty solid. Um, just curious, I think. I think maybe watching the Chiefs so much has just made me always question <laughs> the teams I like's linebackers because I've just always been like, what are the Chiefs linebackers think? I just think that yeah. the linebacking core has been hated on more than it should have been going into this season. Yeah. That's my big thing is like, yeah, they're not the best group on the team, and they're obviously not going to be the best show out. in the Big 12. They can play well. We've seen flashes of Wayne Jones. We've seen flashes – of Daniel Green and then Cody Fletcher, whether or not you like him or not, he's a veteran. He knows the playbook. He knows what he's doing on defense, hopefully. He may not be the most athletic or most talented guy on the field, but I think he's kind of like a Noah Johnson. He's like the Noah Johnson of the offensive line, right? Maybe not the most athletic, maybe not the most talented guy on the offensive line, but he has that leadership and he has the ability to hold his position group together and command their own units. And I think that's the biggest thing for Cody Fletcher is if he can stay consistent and if he can stay on top of things and if he can stay somewhat productive and keep this group together, that's a successful season in my mind for him. Mm -hmm. I think like you said, him being, he's one of the only returning guys, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think who else. Jerron's return. Speaking as far as the linebackers. Oh, is oh I thought you were talking like six year super seniors, or I thought you were. Are you just talking like guys returning in general? I'm just talking linebackers. Oh, all of the linebackers are back. All of them are, except for. Uh, oh, I was thinking more like cornerbacks. Oh, okay, except yeah. for Elijah Sullivan and Justin Hughes. That's right. They left. Yeah, but okay. everyone else is here. Gotcha. Yeah, but him being like an older, an older guy. Um, yeah, I I agree. I think he could provide some super insightful leadership too, being mm-hmm. like because he, he's one of the guys like you said, right? There's like a sixth year. Yeah, he COVID came back. Senior. Yeah, yeah. So no, I'm I'm I am excited to see. I definitely think I think he has something to prove. Mm-hmm. I think that's the 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 best way to put it. In that everyone's counting him out. Everyone's saying he's the liability in the linebacker room right now. 
I think he has something to prove, and I think he's going to be a lot better than people think that he actually is. Yeah, and I also just think the defense in general has a lot to prove because I think last year we saw some games where the offense was like a big problem and the defense was bailing them out, but the last like two games of the year, the defense cough, was, cough, was Oklahoma bad. State was really yeah. bad. So um, I'd say, yeah, the defense as a whole. I think has a lot to prove. Speaking of people that have a lot to prove, Skylar Thompson uh, was asked that exact question by I can't I, I think it might have been Grant Flanders, it might have been somebody else, uh, but he was asked in coming back and being on this team this season if he thinks he has something to prove. This clip is a little longer than the other two, but the information here and what he said I think is so important that I'm going to play this whole clip. You know that that stuff is uh, that stuff can can lead you down a, a dark road if you get caught up in and trying to prove people wrong and, and prove this prove that you know like I feel like as I've gotten older I've I've understood that you know no matter what you know no matter how I perform whatever the case may be uh, there's always going to be something that is going to be critiqued or not good not good enough you know and uh, for me you know I'm. I'm very, you know, grounded in, in who I am as a person and as a football player. And, um, you know, I, I know that, you know, me going out there and giving my very best every single day is, is always enough. I am probably Man. one of the biggest Skylar Thompson fans on this whole campus right now, but I hate that. I hate everything about what he just said. I just, I'm sorry. I could not focus on that. I could because not. Because the typing the in the typing, background? The typing was just getting to me. I could not. I heard him listen, say, you know, he doesn't have to prove anything. Listen, he doesn't have to listen. But I could not wrong, focus on that. Wrong. Because he has his haters. Get some swagger, my guy. Come on. I hate this whole like I'm gonna be humble and I'm gonna be blah 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 blah. Everyone knows that. Use your voice, man. You're the leader of this team, and you're gonna be like, oh, I don't, I don't think I have anything to prove. I'm gonna blah blah blah. They, they are counting you out this season. They are counting you out. Not to I'm not trying to tell them to like man up or anything, but get some freaking swagger, my guy. Like That's who he is though. He's a humble, it's very down to earth guy. It's the same damn thing that that Colin Klein said after like any Yeah, and Colin Klein almost won a Heisman him, trophy, no, man. And that's what I'm getting at. Is Colin Klein anytime you ask him about the Heisman, he's like, "Oh, no, man, whatever's whatever's in the cards, you know, everything happens for a reason." Like I was like, you know, he's like, the you know, the best man wins, right? And it's like, Colin, shut up, dude. Like, just say you should have won the Heisman because he should have. Oh, you know, granted, Johnny Menzel had a great season, whatever. But and here's Monty the thing. Teo made here's up the his thing. girlfriend, so he probably should have at least got second. That's what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying. But, gosh, just. Just get some swagger I like about the yourself. Humble approach. And I and I understand it. I understand being humble and I understand the whole, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna play my game and not let, you know, the noise get let to the, me. That's let fine. The, let the talking happen but on the field. Come on. Like give me give me something here. That that's just what that is what I'm just most upset about with this with this clip and that and that response. Is yeah, because he has these haters and K State has been counted out. They were picked what like seventh to finish in the big 12 and usually that happens and they finish like third or fourth whatever you have a bad season last season and now you're going to count it out even more dude 
get some swagger, get just give me something here. I I want to root for him, but I hear that and it's like Skyler, come on, man. I just I I just don't like what he said. I just don't like it. I want I want some swagger in this in this locker room, specifically from the offensive side of the ball. I because mean, what? Because what? Because what? We have Deuce, super humble guy. Everyone knows that. Blah 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 blah. I want somebody with a loud voice. I want somebody to come in and just talk that talk. You know, say what you will about you know proving it on the field and like let your actions speak for yourself. But sometimes I want to hear a little bit of swagger, right? I want to hear a little bit of you know not like boastfulness, but like give me something that I can like. Groove to. I don't know. That's I just, just the journalist in you talking, man. You just want to eat something up that's you want to get something kind of questionable out of him and you want to run with it and ruin his career, don't you? That's I would never. I would never because he's gonna to finish he's gonna finish top three in the whole time. Voting? No, in, I thought that's you were gonna say. I was like, no, You're kidding. No, but he will. But he will but he prediction will. time for Skysman, baby. Jeez. He's gonna finish top three all time and like Total all-purpose well, yeah, offensive yards or whatever. Well, yeah, because he played for six years. That's what happens when you play for six years. You take you take records. But, I mean, when you play well for six years. You played. I, he didn't play great. He played well. And I want to say he played decent because he played better than decent. Yeah. He played well for five years at this point. Yeah. I think I think he could genuinely go down statistically as one of the greater quarterbacks to ever play here. But dang it, man, I just want I just want some swagger. I just want I want something to run with here, man. That's all I want. Yeah, I get that. I don't know, whenever you talk about that, I just it makes me think of Richard Sherman. Uh, See, but that's like boasting. That's like it Not wasn't like boasting when he was like good, but now he stinks. So now when he talks, it's like shut and up. And he also like tries to break down doors and like yeah. commit assault burglary. People. Yeah. yeah, it's like jeez, yeah. what a career that guy had. Yeah. Well, Stanford before, grad. Jeez. Oh well. Wait, did hey, he did Stanford he play with Richard? Week. Did he play with Andrew Luck on the same team? Yeah, I think. Right. Yeah, they're on the same team. I. I have nothing else to say. What I do want to say, though, is thank you to everyone tuning in here on Wildcat 99, New Music Now. This is Settling the Score. You're listening to Sports Talk right here, like I said, on Wildcat 99, New Music Now. I'm your host, Colin Settle, joined by Nate Gray. And, Nate, you have uh, – you're not a betting man, mm-hmm. but but you may have something for us uh, right after this. What do you seem to understand? I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Hey, Freak Joe, you're going nowhere. All right. Well, like I said, we're coming back here. Um, want to know. Week, this week, we're coming we back. Want to know. know. But you know what? We're taking it week by week. We're 0 0. We don't even care about last week. Last week doesn't matter. So this week, I'm going to. Man, I there's just there's one line that just kind of jumped at me, because there's there's this one team in the Big Twelve, and they're they're cowards. There's a team of cowards down in Austin, Texas, that can't win their conference, so they're going to a better conference to get to lose even more. 
and make more money while they're at it because they like money more than winning down in Austin, Texas. So, this team of cowards is playing a very good Louisiana Raging Cajuns team in Austin this weekend. And those Texas Longhorns are eight-point favorites. Don't give me that. Once again, we're taking the underdog. Louisiana, plus eight, lock of the week, lock it up. And you know what? Let me tell you a little story. So this weekend, we're going to Dallas, right? Yeah. So Dallas is in what state? Texas. What state is in between Kansas and Texas? What state? Oklahoma. What state has 18-year-old casinos? <laughs> Oklahoma. So, we're going to we're going to I know I say I'm not a betting man, not but a I betting man. but I do think I'm going to put some money on Louisiana to win while I'm in Oklahoma. Maybe K-State too. So I don't know. So you're taking Louisiana to beat Texas plus eight not, points. Not plus eight points. I'm taking them plus eight, but I do think they might win. If you, do you what so I, do you think they're going to cover for sure? They will cover. Yes, that's my lock. My okay. lock is okay. plus eight. I would say, if I was a betting man, if you were, if I did used to bet on games, what I used to kind of like to do was you put a good amount of money, a unit on the spread if you like the underdog, and maybe like a half unit on the the point or the the money line and the potential for a double winner chicken rat dog if they win. Now that's a term double, we haven't we haven't heard, heard double winner chicken rat dog. This is this game screams double winner. The <laughs> Illinois game did too, and look where we are now. That was a double winner chicken rat dog if you took the spread and money line. Could you could you explain that uh, it's just, terminology real it's just quick? Double double winner chicken rat dog. It's when you you put two bets on the same game and they both hit. Okay. Double winner chicken rat dog. Just wanted to clear the air for those not myself. I mean, I figured it's pretty simple. Not I mean, my it's not not myself obviously who might not know what that means. So clearly, just no. wanted to clearly not myself. Clearly, it's for the viewers, uh, the listeners listening here on Wildcat ninety one nine New Music Now to settling the score. My here's Colin Settle, joined by Nate Gray. Always. The next thing we're gonna get into here as we as we move along is K State soccer. K State soccer is on a roll right now. The women's soccer team is playing extremely well. And I do have some clips from uh, head coach Mike Dabini and then Brooklyn Entz, the uh, super senior. She's been here forever, and she's, I think, probably the biggest star I think this team has ever had. Well, yeah, because so, I mean, it's a young team. The it's a young only team existed for. But for isn't a few she? Years. Go, didn't she get drafted to she the did. women's soccer league or in, in Kansas yeah. City? Yes, Ooh. and but she she decided to come back for for one more season. And it seems to be working out because the team currently has uh, – they're setting records. That's that's the big storyline right now for, for K-State women's soccer is that the team right now has, has two school records going right now, which is consecutive road wins and then consecutive games with a shutout by, by their goalkeepers. So I, I wanted to play this clip real quick from head coach Mike Dabini talking about – what is working for this team right now and how they're able to carry momentum through this away game stretch. This game is it's about details and they're buying into the details and they're excited and they're learning that if they believe and they continue to believe even through some adversity, um, big things could happen for them. And that's what we're hoping as long as they stay the course. It's all about belief. That's the big thing because I was, uh, this, is, this is from the media day earlier today coming from uh, uh, the K-State uh, 
women's soccer Twitter page. They they posted that clip. So I I feel really good about this team. There's a lot of really good components. There's a lot of really good pieces about this team. They had some transfers come in. They have a few pairs of sisters that kind of help with the camaraderie of this team. They have a goalie rotation going on back uh, back in goal. They have two players because uh, uh, Rachel Harris, who is the the junior goalkeeper who who should be starting right now, tore ACL last season. Unfortunately, just isn't ready to go. So they have two. Sophomore goalkeepers uh, Peyton Pearson and Elena Wehrmeyer uh, are in goal right now, and they're playing extremely well. I'm friends with at Elena. This time. Are she's, you really? She's cool. She's really cool. Is that is that all you have to say? Yeah. Okay. Go Elena. <laughs> but yeah, I she, met her this summer and I forgot her name. That's and then Elena. Elena currently is, sits third in school history for consecutive game shutouts. Or sorry. Career game shutouts, I think, with four at this point. But between her and Peyton Pearson, the other sophomore goalkeeper, uh, they currently have, I think it's three games in a row at this point. I could be wrong. It's either two or three games in a row where they have consecutive shutouts against the teams that they're playing. So that's a big deal. I think that's really cool for this team that just got started that – you know they've had some rough patches in the past, as you will with uh, with teams where you're starting from the ground up. But I think this team right now, looking at how they're performing this season, has a really good chance to be one of the better teams, if not the best team that this program has seen so far oh. in its short-lived history. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think it's cool to see, um, like you said, the short-lived history of the program. Um, I mean, this the program started in what, like 2015, 2016? I think so, yeah. So it's less it's than very, very less new. than ten years um, at most. It's like five years. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like five. So, um, yeah, it's just cool. Usually, when you start a program like this, it's going to take a lot more time to really build it because you kind of have to build it from the ground up. Um, but man, it's really cool to see um, the success is already the this team's already looking really good. I'm super excited. Hopefully I can make it out to some games this year because I, I haven't been able to make it out. I went my freshman year to a few games. And I I don't did did they have fans at them last year? I couldn't remember. But uh, I, some I of the games, yes, I but a lot of times uh, it was like in the winter and it was cold. Yeah, so people just so didn't people didn't go. People just I was didn't mad. Go. I missed the the first one where they had the Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, they had, they had they had mad a lot of people at that game. I think that was the Weber State game, right? Where they ended they ended up losing that game, but they had. A lot of people there. I think there's a lot of hype around this team right now. I think a lot of it has to do with Brooklyn coming back for for a final season. I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, I mean, it's just like Skyler. I mean, that yeah. him coming back alone added like a, a surge, a vibe to the around team. the team. Like everyone's I like, agree. okay, there's like a leader. There's a leader here. So I'm sure that's the same with in the locker room with with her. So. I think so too, and that's something that that the team really talked about. Uh, towards the beginning at their at their preseason uh, media day press conference that I was at is the bonding of the team, the camaraderie of the team. They have a lot of, you know, like I said, they have a lot of transfers that that came in. They have a lot of freshmen uh, that came into this team, which is something that they haven't had. They haven't had a lot of depth, and that was something else that Coach Domini talked about is finally having a team where you can throw some rotation players in, and and having that depth is is good for for this team, but. Yeah, I think the camaraderie of this team is fantastic right now. That's something that all the players have talked about 
is being a tight-knit group, being close together, and just being able to have fun. I think that's that's the biggest thing that I've heard from them. And then having that belief that, that Coach Dabini talked about, and then I have another clip of uh, Brooklyn talking about that as well. But that seems to be the common theme right now is just believing in this team and believing in the process, whatever that means, right? But believing in the process that this team can be a good a good soccer ball, soccer ball, a good a good soccer team, and can compete in the Big Twelve. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I don't know a whole lot about the rest of the Big Twelve, but it's a pretty strong soccer conference, isn't it? I mean, I know Texas Tech is usually pretty good. Tech is pretty say. good. KU's pretty good. Isn't uh, Oklahoma State pretty? Oklahoma good? State's pretty decent. Yeah, it's okay. a it's a tough conference. Yeah, because I know, I just remember like when we were talking like baseball season, it was like. K State's a really good team, and we're like but the everyone sixth best else team is in the so conference. Good. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Um. I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's all right. I'll pick it up. I, just I have lost my train of thought. I have another clip. Uh, like I said, of Brooklyn also talking about the belief in this team, and I'll play that right now. Yeah, we know this is going to be a really tough weekend. Two teams that could play in our conference and compete really well. I feel like we know how to grind out games. We know how to get those wins, even when it's tough. And we have that confidence that we really can win. We can put those games away. We believe in ourselves. We believe in ourselves. That's that's the big thing that, that I think I took away from, from Brooklyn Ents in that clip. And she's talking about going into the Denver game this Thursday. Then they have Colorado State uh, this next Sunday. And the next week, Thursday, they have Purdue. And all Ooh, three games are on the road. Purdue. Right. Oh, dang. I was hoping one of those would be at home. No, they're on their away stretch right now, and it could trip. be – it's a little road trip. It's a little road trip before they come home, and they have a few games here at home before going on the road, and it's kind of this back and forth thing. When is their next home game? Do you have the schedule pulled up? I right do now? have the schedule pulled up. They play Indiana at home? on September 12th. That is the next home game. It's a Sunday. Oh. That's NFL Sunday. The, the Jordy Nelson softball game is also that day. There's a lot of sports going on that day, September 12th. And get get this. <laughs> Why I'm, I'm going to a wedding that day. <laughs> see, you don't, get, <laughs> you don't get to see any of it. My dad, my dad's going to the Chiefs-Browns game, too, and he offered me tickets, but I'm going to a wedding. But it's okay. I'm excited to go. I Put am upset! Out. No, I'm fine. a little loud. I'm, I'm I fine. apologize about that. I'm I am upset! I, mean, I like weddings. I'm excited Is that how go. you're feeling? No. Put I am upset! Out. <laughs> Nate's exact thoughts. No. Right? I'm fine. I, I feel good about this team. This team, like I said, is doing a lot of things uh, that they haven't been able to do in the past, like this consecutive uh, road win streak, which is is a school record at this point. They, they won the last two games uh, on the road, and then if they beat Denver on Thursday, I think they'll break the record at that point. They'll have three straight consecutive oh, road wins. Oh, they're beating Denver. You think? Denver's a tough team. I'm taking them over Denver. I'm taking them over Colorado State, and I'm taking them over Purdue. Denver's three and zero at the moment. K State is three and one. Their first meeting, uh, they haven't played before, so this is going to be a fun little matchup, I think. What about Colorado State? How are they? Uh, I will look that up right now. I, I've been I've been really trying to focus on the Denver game because I know that's coming up and it's a big game. Let me check uh, the Colorado State. Colorado State. It pulled up Denver again. <laughs> Thank you. That's all right. To the website. But I think I think this team can have success. I like the thought of, of belief. I like that kind of mantra with this team is just 
not not just thinking that that you can win games and thinking that you can be successful, but believing in it. I think that's that's the biggest thing. It's a really it's a really cool thing to have a program start to see success instead of just starting and then you know kind of fall you know having struggles and then they just fall off right mm-hmm. but to have a guy like Mike Dabini come in here and be the head coach for for you know the start of this program have Brooklyn be here since the start of this program and be able to have that camaraderie and to be able to start something from the ground up you have this beautiful new stadium as well yeah I think I think it's fantastic and I think this team is going to have a lot of success in the future mm-hmm. yeah and I think Kind of like you said, the program has been built from the ground up. Um, and what I was going to say earlier is, I mean, one of the problems with that is you just don't really have much depth. Um, I mean, obviously, among other things. Um, but like you were saying, uh, the team this year has really showed they have a good amount of depth. Um, I mean, soccer, I, all sports, depth can be a big a big deciding factor and. Um, you know your your top your top line can be the best in the country, but if you don't have depth, it doesn't really matter. So um, the depth and um, it is cool to see that culture kind of being instilled, like you said, um, their head coach um, just having such a young program. There really isn't any culture, so you got players like Brooklyn come in. Um, you got to set the foundation. Set the foundation. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see where the program can go in the next few years. I agree. I agree. They got a lot of recruits coming in. They got transfer players coming in. So P- players want to play here. I think that's that's a big thing. You look at the transfers that came in. You have other freshmen that came in who are getting time on the field. You look at the Weichel sisters. You look at Ada Anderson, who's a freshman that's playing tremendously well right now. You look at uh, Aaliyah El-Nagar, who's a, a defender who plays kind of at a, at a middle back sort of position that, that kind of roams the field, kind of like a gunner in football, right, on, on kickoffs. But – you know, all these players are, are new to the program. And the fact that they want to be here and the fact that they want to play here and the fact that they transferred from other schools to be here, I think shows a lot about what Mike Dabini's doing with this program. And I think it's really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like you said, I think that does show, especially with the transfers coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, if you're a high school recruit, it's you're recruiting high school kids, it's probably tough jumping into a program where there's no culture um it's just just there because it's just started so um yeah i think it's cool like i said i'm excited to see where the program can end up i think there's a really good culture being instilled there and to add your point earlier i think it's cool that like the university is really getting behind them there's there's definitely hype within uh the Mm -hmm. students as well so i like it i love it i love everything about it i also love that people are listening Right here on Wildcat 919, New Music Now. This is Settling the Score. I'm your host, Colin Settle. Joined by Nate Gray. You're listening to Sports Talk. And you know what? I think it's about time that we return to something that we're all just so familiar with. Not just my favorite segment. Not your favorite segment. Not the station. Not the world. Everyone's favorite segment, Big Boy of the Week, is coming up right after this. Just because Tanner's Bar and Grill has been around since the 80s doesn't mean their menu is outdated. They are serving up new weekday food and drink specials with dishes like buffalo mac and cheese, steak tips, bugas, and chicken sandwiches. Don't have time to stop by their location at 1200 Morrow in Aggieville? Tanner's now offers takeout through their website, tannersbarandgrill.com, and delivery through DoorDash. Big Boy. 
of the week. Now this uh, this big boy of the week is not one of mine. This is something that Nate brought to me, and I think it's absolutely phenomenal because I didn't realize that this guy is as big as he is. I was unaware. Without giving too much away, he's like 6'2", 6'3", 255 pounds. That's a big dude. Especially for a catcher. Especially for a catcher. You don't want your catcher to be that big. Not to, so. not to give anything away. But Nate, you brought you brought this one to me. I was not uh, I was not prepared, and you came in and you said, "I got it, I got this one." So you know what? I'll uh, you have the clip mm-hmm. that you wanted to play. So you know what? I'll just go on ahead and let you do it. This week's big boy of the week, Salvador Perez. Salvador Perez coming up. Salvi single to left in the first inning. Center field. Deep. Kelnick. What a what a way to do it too. What is the? Because I'm not a big uh, I'm not a big baseball guy. At least in the MLB. Uh, would you just like to explain what what happened here? Yeah. So Salvador Perez, the Royals had an off game yesterday. They had an off day, so they didn't play yesterday. So technically, he's still riding a five game home run um, streak. He's hit home runs in five straight games. Um, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, Sunday, Saturday. or wait, no, he hit one on, sorry, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, but two of those were, were grand slams. So f- Thursday, Thursday night, and Friday night, he hit grand slams. So he totaled like 12 RBIs, I think. Yeah, 12 and RBIs. And that's, that's great for the Royals. That's a lot. They, had, yeah, a, they getting, had a great start. They're getting red hot at, you know, when it yeah. doesn't matter anymore, when they're 20 <laughs> games out of the playoffs. But hey. They're winning you, games. You win some and you lose some. They're winning games. That's all I that's, care about. Uh, that's probably the most that you can do. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what else can you do? Who cares? You win point? some, you lose some. Who cares at this point? Speaking of guys that are losing some, big news today, breaking news today. Yeah. Cam Newton cut by the Patriots along with Brian Hoyer. Who was they also cut Brian Hoyer, they too? They cut Brian Hoyer, too. So is Stidham too. the backup? Is Stidham still it's, on it's roster? It's Jason Stidham who's the backup. And that means that Mac Jones is going to be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. I was not I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready for this. I would have thought they would have at least kept him on as a backup. I looked at uh Cam's salary cap earlier. He was on a pretty small contract. He wasn't he? he was in total with his salary and bonus three point five million dollars. And he wasn't eating up really that much dead cap at all. I don't think I because a lot of the a lot of the websites that I looked at already removed him from from the from the the pay list or, or whatever you want to call it right so I'm not entirely sure what his cap hit was but I wouldn't think with the salary that he was making and with other guys like Stephon Gilmore who's the highest paid player on the team right now followed by I think it's uh, uh, Demonte Hightower and then. I'm not sure who who the other one was, but those two were were the highest paid. Oh, oh, the McCourty, uh, Devin, McCourty. Devin McCourty was was up there as well. So, I don't know what the thought process was behind cutting Cam. I I don't, but that's kind of what makes it like a classic yeah. Bill Belichick move. Is that yeah. it didn't really make sense, <laughs> but you know it'll probably work out. 
because he seems to have a way he seems with to these, know something with these moves. I do, I just don't really think Cam Cam was that dude. Um, I think he could have been, but I don't think he's. Got, I don't think he was washed. I don't think he's washed. No, no, no. He's still a very talented quarterback. I would take him over probably twenty five, maybe thirty five, forty percent of the league right now. Depending on depending on the team. Maybe. I'd say 25 at least. I don't think he's washed yet, but I think he's getting there. I I, I would agree. I think give it a few more seasons. I mean... I think he's a little too much of a one-dimensional quarterback. You think? I don't I don't think he's a good enough passer. He throws too much. Or he, he runs... He runs... Like, it's almost like a little... And that's pre- not... That's the thing is that's not the Belichick system. Exactly. That's not... They, now, they initially, want those pocket Initially, I thought that might work out well... Because Belichick could like expand the playbook and sure. they could do things they had never been able to do before. But now Bills, because you saw like week one, they like spanked the Dolphins yeah. and they almost beat the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And it like Cam had like a really good game, and I was like, oh okay. This and is... then he fell apart. And then he halfway through the season, the yeah. rest of the year. So no, I don't think. I just don't think he really fit from the beginning in New England. I don't mm-hmm. think. Boston fans liked him. Yeah, um, I think he I don't think I don't think he he fit the culture that that mm-hmm. Bill has. He's a flashy over, and I that's why I think Mac Jones is going to be perfect because Mac Jones is such an under the radar. He's a he's a blue collar kind of guy, humble pocket passer, not yep. super athletic. Um, he'll do do his job. I think it's going to work out really well. And then as we're talking about Mac Jones, he actually made a statement. I have a clip. Did you did you hear what he said? I didn't hear this. I'll no. go on ahead and play uh, the Mac Jones statement on uh, the Cam Newton cut. Hey, Cam, thanks a lot for coming to my school today. No problem, Nate. I promise to exercise and eat right. Don't forget 60 minutes of play a day, right? And I'll grow up to be big and strong like you. Absolutely. And play in the NFL. Yes, sir. And be drafted number one. Maybe. And become the starting quarterback of the Panthers. <laughs> okay. You can be my backup. Excuse me? And make Panthers fans forget about you. Become your mom's favorite player? Whoa. I'm just loosening my arm. That's probably one of the one of the best uh, commercial, NFL yeah. commercials. Because they played that in the Super Bowl, I think. Yeah. Right? It was one of the Super Bowl commercials for the for the play sixty. That's probably one of the best commercials in in NFL history. If we're if we're gonna talk about that sort of thing. And if we want to get into the Super Bowl commercial debate, that's a whole other monster that uh that we could tackle probably for an entire show, mm-hmm. but maybe yeah, that's that an was, idea for that next was year. that was a joke that, <laughs> that that whole that that was a bit. He didn't say anything, but I wish he did. That would have been funny. I wish he said that. I wish he said. I'm exactly going to become your that. mom's favorite player. That would have been funny. Yeah. Oh, that would have been phenomenal. That would have been phenomenal. But you know what? I uh, I don't know. I don't think cutting him was the right move, but also. God, just no, no. Leaving him there and just having him be the backup, I don't know if that would have been, like, toxic for the team. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it right now. I think I just need to sleep on it, and then uh, everything will work itself out, I think. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I just, I don't know if he's good for a team. Like, I don't know if he's, he strikes me as a guy that's kind of, like, Kind of like Des Bryant, sure. Where it's like, yeah, he's uber talented, but like, he got cut, and no one really knew why. And then all of a sudden, he was just he just sucked, <laughs> and it was like he just like, and he like Des had that kind of like, got hurt too. 
Yeah, but well, I he, guess he came back too, and got yeah. hurt. But he also had, like, Dez had some, like, questionable, like, is this guy good for a team? Like, yeah. is he? I think Cam's kind of the same way. So. Yeah, I I could I could I could see that. Not that I He's agree like, or disagree with it, but I I understand it, like, what you're saying. Like you don't need if you don't want to start him, I would it would make sense to cut him because yeah. it's like it, he he just doesn't it's not worth. So so if you're going to cut him, why not at least try and trade him though? Why not try and get some value? I don't out think of there's it? a market. I don't think You don't think there's a, a market for Cam Newton for him? No. They probably do Not even for him. like a 5th round pick? No. 6th round pick? Nope. A seventh, maybe. I would. Cam's I would. I wouldn't give up a draft pick for him because he's okay. old. He's okay. he's wasn't hasn't been that good recently. If if players like Marcus Peters and like Jimmy Garoppolo, thirty two, got second round picks. Yeah, I would not. Okay, I wouldn't give up a draft. I'm pick not trying to him. argue with you. I'm just. I'm just personally. If I was there. a GM, yeah. I wouldn't touch him. And okay. I think that's because you know that he. It, he's gonna put backup quality football on the field, so you don't want just the big over the top yeah. personality he has because that's just a distraction for a team. And Maybe. you're willing to put up with that if he's a starting quarterback, but you're not willing to put up with that if he's a backup quarterback. Yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think the flashiness is is you know, and that's that kind of comes full circle with what we were talking about. Uh, you know, at Skyler, I think there's a difference between having some swagger and then. You know, being flashy and being, you know, whatever else. And then the one thing I forgot to forgot to do, uh, predictions for the Stanford game. We skipped right over it. I completely forgot. Do you have a, a score prediction? Uh, any uh, any uh, yardage or anything like that before before cats by a thousand by a thousand. That's the whole. That's it. Okay. <laughs> My prediction: Skyler two hundred passing yards, a touchdown. 70 rushing yards or so. I think he's going to run the ball a little bit. Two more scores on the ground. I think Will Howard's probably going to get some playing time as well. I think Deuce is going to have at least 120 all-purpose yards and then one touchdown at least, at least. And I think Joe Irvin's also going to have some groundwork as well, at least 65 to 75 yards and a touchdown. I'm taking the Cats 35, Stanford 24. That's my prediction. Deuce Vaughn will have 120. 80 all-purpose yards. I just, I, I know he's going to be productive, but you look at the running back room right now, and that's He's going to have at least two, like, big runs, like breakouts or, like, screens or something. He's going to yeah. have at least one, yeah. like, 70-yard pass yeah. that he takes for a touchdown. On one of those Texas routes, yeah. Yeah. Um... um Skyler... Yeah, like around probably around 200 yards. I honestly, I don't know how. Like, I'd say I'll probably have around 250, like all purpose, like passing and rushing. Um, I think he'll get two touchdowns. I think Deuce will also have two touchdowns. And who's who's catching the touchdown? If Skyler throws a touchdown, and I think he will at le at least one at most two. What's, Deuce will uh, get one of them. You think Deuce is going to get one? Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be either uh, one of the tight ends, or I think it's going to be Keenan Garber. I can see that. I take I take Keenan Garber. Actually, I'm gonna. I think I think Skyler's going to get three touchdowns because I think he'll pass for probably two and rush for one. So I think I think that'll that'll happen there. Uh, I think final score. Cats. 31, 
to Stanford 14. You think the defense is going to The defense well. is going to have a really good game. I hope so. I hope you're right. Especially because they're going to have zero fans there. Yeah. That's I'm predicting like 90% K-State fans. See, I would I would think so too. I uh, Some other players, because you know, you have uh, these like prop bet type things too. Like who, who's going to score the first touchdown of the season? Is it going to be somebody Deuce. obvious or is it going to be I'm just going to take somebody... I'm going to take Skyler. Score. Not to like, like pass, a rushing like, touchdown. Like I think he'll score. You think score it's going to be a Skyler rushing touchdown? I do think you think so. we're going to get stopped on like the 2-yard line like like we do every time? And then he'll punch it in. And then he'll punch it in yep. on like a sneak. Or do you think they're going to put in Jacardi Wright and just That like in? that that like quarterback to score the first touchdown bet? I honestly love that. I don't know why. I think it's just because in the Super Bowl two years ago, yeah. I thought about betting Mahomes because I was like, "Yeah, he's like plus a thousand. That's great odds." And then he had like a little bootleg rush for a touch, and I was like, "I'm an idiot. Why did I not bet on?" So, <laughs> I think that always just is in my back of my head. But I do think Skyler will just the way he plays. I think he'll score the first touchdown. I if I'm gonna take an obvious player, I think it's gonna be Deuce. Uh, if I'm gonna go a little less obvious, I think it'll probably be Keenan Garber. Um, or maybe like Nick Lenners, like a tight end, Philip Brooks. You know, one of these guys that like is gonna be productive, but not is like, but isn't like maybe not to the the top target on offense. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be Malik as much as I want it to be. I want Malik Knowles to have such a good season, and I think he's due to have a good season at this point. Just in his a career. little hesitant to. I I'm a little hesitant to put all my eggs in that in that Malik Knowles basket. I think. The Sebastian Taylor situation with his injury, possible health issues is something that worries me a little bit too. I mean, it might be uh, uh, Tyrone, uh, the transfer. Shoot, what's his name? Ty from Hutch. Tyrone, uh, God dang it, why can't I think of his name? I'm looking it up. Hold on. Can you? Can, do you know what I'm talking about? I know, but I can't think of the last name. Tyrone... Golly, man. He just transferred in. Tyron Howell. There you go. I think it could be Tyron Howell because he's a big guy that's going to be playing that Z, the XZ, right, across from Malik mm -hmm. on the other side. Uh, I think we could get some red zone stuff going, right, where a little bit of play action, you get one of these bigger guys like Daniel Imator Bebe at tight end. You get a guy like Nick Lenners or Tyron Howell, you know, somebody like that who can just go up and moss somebody in the end zone. Yeah, I can see it. And you're picking them to score the first touchdown? Yeah. I'm still going to ride with Skyler, man. You think it's Skyler? Like a rushing touchdown? Yep. I respect it. I think he'll break one off. Will Howard rushing touchdown? <laughs> Nate has left the building. Thank you for tuning in here on Wildcat 91.9. New music now. You just listened to Nate slam the door and walk out of the studio after the Will Howard comment. Thank you for tuning in here. I'm your host, Colin Settle. You can follow me on Twitter at Colin Settle. You can follow the show at Score Settling, Settling the Score on Twitter. Thank you for tuning in here on Wildcat 919, and we'll see you on Saturday. I'll be calling the game live with Cole Carmody. I think uh, pregame will be 10, 10.30, and then kickoff is 11.03. So tune in right here on Wildcat 919. New music now, and we will have your coverage of K-State football against Stanford, and we'll see you then.